How you doing? This is Edgar Travis with another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. Now, today on the show, I have my co-host, Cousin Primo, and we're going to be going through our part two of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Now, if you're new to the show, make sure you run over to our website, theflowroadpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes, but we also have playlists for your specific interests. Here at The Flow Road, we cover several different topics. So if you're into combat sports, I have a combat sports playlist, but also we do you know, movies and other things. So you can go over to our website and look for those specific playlists that you might be interested in. In this episode, we cover episodes five, six, seven, and eight of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, and just so you know, we're going to be spoiling the crap out of this show. So you've been warned. Definitely, uh, there are some strong episodes uh, in the Cabinet of Curiosities, but there are some, you know, not so strong. They can't all be awesome, right? But we did enjoy the series regardless, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, on with the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. This is Edgar Otra Vez. Otra and today on the show my co-host is cousin primo what's up primo what's up my brothers primo is in the house what's up brother how you doing man uh, what's going on what's a good word i don't know nothing bro i'm trying out these new backgrounds it look like i'm lost in space yeah i see the background yeah. <laughs> so um the subject of conversation for today is guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities and this is a part two so we're doing the last four episodes we did the four for the first four episodes in part one and this is the the last four episodes in part two that means that what we'll be talking about next will be pickman's model pickman's model is directed by keith thomas based on a story by hp lovecraft and stars ben barnes crispin glover which is crazy and ariana lemon or lehman i think so why don't we get into it, man? What do you think of this one? Dude, I, I, I just I just know there's something personal about this one episode, but it was hard for me to watch it. Really? Like, it, I don't know why, but I felt like if I watch it, it was taking my soul. Oh. <laughs> so like, you, you got you got a little bit of like the like the, the ring kind of like the yeah. ring kind of effect. You said that you know if you see it, you're gonna get haunted too or something. Dude, I, I just found it a hard. I knew something was leading up to it. Mm -hmm. That's why I find it hard to watch. I'm like, man, this was like sort of like really really dark. It was weird. It was a weird show. It was a weird episode. So like. Uh, yeah. So Pickman's model, uh, it starts with, you know, Ben Barnes, who plays William Thurber, who is an artist and who is like becoming a well-established artist at a young age. And then one day while he's studying to be an artist, Crispin Glover's character shows up, whose name is Richard Upton Pickman. Mm -hmm. And this guy is, well, I mean, if anybody knows anything about Crispin Glover, Crispin Glover, we all know him as McFly from Back to the Future. He's Marty McFly's dad. So Crispin Glover has always been a little bit of a an odd character in real life. So this particular role kind of fit him really well. And anyway, Crispin Glover's character, Richard Upton Pickman, is a bit of a weird person and mm -hmm. is, you know, on his first day, they're painting models and uh, figure drawing. I'm sorry, figure drawing. They're doing mm -hmm. figure drawings 
And traditionally, it depends on how you want to do them, but you could do them like you could do quick sketches, like 30 seconds, one minute, three minutes, whatever. They were doing 15 minute sketches. And when they go over to watch to look at Richard Pickman's drawings, they are kind of weird and creepy and somehow captures William Thurber's attention, right? right? And so then we just tumble down this weird rabbit hole of him following this guy around because his curiosity keeps getting the better of him. And then the paintings, they kind of like spoke to him a little bit. So he went and tracked Crispin Glover down, right? I, I guess they had a review of some kind. Or actually, I can't remember where this happened in the story, but... Mm-hmm. At one point, he, he he finds him in the in the graveyard, and he's drawing in the graveyard. Right. Actually, that that happened um, early on. First of all, he's actually one of the oldest older older students. Yeah. In that classroom, they pointed out that he was an older student. Mm-hmm. Right. From there, after that first class, you know, all the guys hang out and stuff, get themselves something to drink. He actually sought him out and found him in the graveyard. Yeah. Sketching. You know, and he says that's where he finds his muse inside of a a graveyard. And I was like, oh, you're creepy, bro. Yeah, he's and creepy. Like, he's creepy. Dude, like, and, it, and it's like, why are you fucking walking around behind this guy? Why are you chasing this guy around? You know, it's just always like, why? Like, what what is it about this guy's sketches that, ah, fuck. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. It, yeah, so from there, you know, he tells him. You know, I would like for you to come to my place and give me your honest opinions of my drawings. Mm-hmm. Right. And it takes him a while to convince him to go there. Right. But he does. Finally, he he, he does. does. He eventually gets there. He eventually gets there. And it's like the paintings don't actually talk to him. They like they're driving him insane. Kind of. Yeah. Right. And it's like he explains this one portrait. It's a portrait of his family or, or, or of a legend of a, of a witch, right? And that it celebrates cannibalism or something like that. It, it just drove me. I was like, man, I need, I need to stop watching this. Really? This thing's driving me insane. You know, because, <laughs> I mean, no, because the same, the same, like the feeling, and it was, it was so well made, that episode, where when he was going, like, it was hard for him to watch that painting. Mm-hmm. I felt it hard really? to see it as well. Yeah, it was something with the with the way the cameras are angled or shaking and stuff like that. Like how it would like it would like weigh to him. It would like weigh him down or something like that. I just I just felt the same way, and I was like, wow, this is a very good episode. Yeah, the way they filmed it, you know. But all of them are good. All of yeah. them are good. They all have their own little aspect. Mm-hmm. And like we'll go down the line. There's there's one that I particularly like because it was like. I felt like I was there <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it, bro. I was like, I love this episode. It was awesome. But, you know? but but this episode in particular, you felt like you were there too. I felt like it too. Like it was like, it was like, it was, it was weighing on me the way it weighed on him. And I'm like, mm. and that's what you want, right? You want, yeah. you want to feel like you're there when you're watching something. So this one really creeped you out because they do weird things. Like yeah. they, they get real close on a painting, right? The, mm-hmm. the cat, the, there's a painting to, that's, got the i guess his great-grandmother or something like that right and she's a witch and they're having a feast uh and they're feasting on these dead bodies right. or these remains of somebody and there's mm-hmm. like she's got like a coven of people sitting with her 
and they're all right. feasting on this body and it's gross and grotesque and it's gory and and while you're while the camera's panning over real close to this pic to this painting there's like animation going on like it's moving and the camera itself is shaking the whole time mm-hmm. but right. like there's you, sounds and, and there's weird sounds yeah and right. it's it's so creepy it and, is and uh but like like you said it kind of pulled at me a little bit in terms of like well you know i consider myself an artist even though i'm not the best mm-hmm. and like you know there's this drive to be good you know and so i saw myself in the protagonist right okay but this creepy stuff man that went too far like <laughs> and, we'll, and so like something about the painting freaked him out mm-hmm. uh, eventually they have like a review of everyone's artwork right some kind of right. i guess they were going to have like some kind of viewing or something you skipped over some parts from there after after he viewed the picture he needed to get out of that apartment well, you remember so started- this really well well, dude, I told you, man, this, this episode is crazy. <laughs> okay. He leaves the apartment throwing up, right? Mm. And from the glimpse of his eyes, he see a carriage pass by, which happens to be a gentleman, like, sucking on a woman's chest, mm-hmm. right? But the woman's chest is black. She's, like, like corroded. Yeah, she's, right. like, corroded, like, decayed or yeah. like infected or something it, it looked right it, it was black with veins and stuff it was let's weird. just say rot yeah like rot okay and, and then so, there was like there was like a deep gash on his head right yeah and so so go ahead i'm sorry so like here's the thing i didn't understand and maybe you can tell me was mm-hmm. that real or was that a vision he was having was that like was he like high or something like what's going on like why is he having these hallucinations like hallucination yes like he's having these hallucinations like why is he having these hallucinations well the thing is is those paintings supposedly corrupt the Mm. mind Mm. to the point of insanity yeah so he had a strong mind but it was taking its toll on him yes so what it was i think what it was it was uh it was a vision you think so you think it was a kind of i want to say i want to say it's a vision so it wasn't really there you think it wasn't really there but he but it's unclear it's unclear there's a scene where he gets cut on the chest or something Mm -hmm. and he wakes up with the cut so i'm thinking it happened there because after that he wakes up in bed that's right he wakes up in bed touches his chest he sees his shirt is ripped okay his friend is like, hey, do you know, do you know what time it is? Yeah. He's like, no. It's like, it's noon. You're supposed to be somewhere. Yeah. Which happens to be at his love interest's um, party, gala. Yeah. yeah. Where she was supposed to introduce him to her father. Right? So he goes there. He looks like he's drunk or beat up or something. You know? He shows up. He's like out of it. He is completely out of it. And I don't blame him because that picture was rough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he <laughs> so from there he was like, his girlfriend is like telling him, Hey, what's wrong with you? Are you drunk? He's like, No, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. He says, Let me introduce you to my father. Right. And it's it's the man that he saw in the carriage. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Not only that, he sees the scar over his head. Oh, really? There and was I, a scar? I don't remember seeing the scar. Yeah. So at that moment, he sees a woman in black walk behind him. And it freaked him out. And it freaked him out because it was the woman in the painting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he starts tripping because the as soon as he sees her, it comes after him and he freaks out. Okay. Now there is after that, his girlfriend's like, I don't want nothing to do with you. You're drunk, blah, well, blah, blah. She, you she embarrass say, me. She, she didn't say, I don't want anything to do with you, but she was very, very angry. And she's she like, was I brought sad. you. Yeah. She was like, I brought you here to meet my dad and this is how you act. And, right. and, then, and then right there, that's when they cut to the future. But you jumped over a piece, which is the piece I was trying to talk to. What's that? Which, that's the piece. So, like the the part that needed to happen first was the that he got rejected at some kind of uh, judging. Like everybody was in line to get judged, and Pikmin went to get his paintings judged, and they turned them down. They all walked out on him. Right. Exactly. And, and they objected, and that's when he went to the house to his apartment and saw the painting and got freaked out, and then did mm-hmm. all this stuff with the with, with his love interest. But yeah, and then now they jump into what is it, nineteen twenty three? I think it was. Yeah, they jump like maybe what, ten years or six or five years, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Like, yeah. And he's an older guy now. He's 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 got a career and he's established uh-huh. or, or something, right? He's like some kind of. Well, he's part of like the inner circle now. Mm-hmm. Like he's 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 a renowned artist. That's what it is. He's a is, renowned is, artist. I read. Is he an well, artist? Not renowned. Th- he's still an artist. Well, no, I want to say he's part of the council. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I forgot what they called him, but they called him like uh, something to do with taste. So, like, I don't mm-hmm. think he paints anymore. Right? I, no, yeah, I don't, he didn't paint after that. Yeah. No, no, he he he's something about like he judges things and tells everybody what they should like is essentially what mm-hmm. he's some kind of critic. There you go. That's mm-hmm. what he is. Yeah. He's like a critic. But for that art school, pretty is much. It, is it for that art school? I, I couldn't yeah. tell because some of it is kind of like, oh, what's going on, right? But anyway. Yeah, because that, threw, that threw me off. Mm-hmm. That really threw me off. From like from that point, they jumped into the future. I was like, am I missing something? Did I fall asleep or something? And I'm like, wait a minute. I got to go back. And I went back to it. I'm like, no, they, they jumped like 10 years or yeah. five years into the future. I'm like, I think oh, it's okay. I think it's more than five years, but uh, I can't remember how it started. But, but yeah, you're right. Like, I did the same thing. I jumped. I went back to see what did I miss something. Right. You know? Exactly. I, I did the same damn thing because I was confused. Because one of the things that happened is they put the, the 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 date on the screen and say 1923, and then you realize he's older, right? Like a good mm-hmm. at least ten years older. And then, you know, you have that scene where he's where they kind of give you a little exposition and tell you what's going on and where he is and that he's some kind of critic. And then it pops back to the past. He looks young again and he's like in his bed or something. And he's like having another vision. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I thought he was in the future already, or he moved, you know, 10 years or whatever it is into the future. I I was, that's when I was like, what? I thought, what? And so then I skipped back to see if there was another date time jump, you know, like I mm-hmm. thought maybe I were in like a Quentin Tarantino kind of thing where they're going to jump around in time. Right. So, like I was completely lost too, but then he had that weird dream 
where it was again another creepy thing. I can't remember how it, how it went. Oh, he walked in on a dinner. Oh, that's that's the scene. That's mm. the scene. When he jumped back, that was a dream sequence. Mm. What happened was he ends up waking up at the house. He's walking around. The servants lead him to the dining room where it's the portrait, live portrait of everybody that's supposed to be in the portrait are there. You see the body parts on the table. The witch is just, everyone just stares at him. Yeah. You know, if it were me, I'm like, you know what? I'm gone. Yeah. Bye. Sorry. Continue eating your fingers. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you take a lot to stop my fat ass from running. Okay. Yeah. So, no, yes. Fuck that. I was like, no way. I'm out. Yeah. So then he gets weirded out because they all just grab onto him. He wakes up. Yeah. And he's back to be an, old, an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he goes downstairs to see the painting. Right. Yes. A painting that he was left him that he never opened. Apparently. He never so opened he, it. He never opened it. That was the first time he opened it. It was left to him. He never opened it. But it was from Pikmin. It was from Pikmin. So when he opened it, he started messing with him to the point where he wanted to stab his eyes. Oh, then yeah. His wife, his wife called out to him and she's like, he's like, nothing. He was, I want these painting. I want this painting burnt. Mm-hmm. I want it gone. You know, but then something happened where the son saw it yeah so now the kid has been tainted by this madness painting whatever you want to call it yeah so from there there's they're all sitting at the around they're, they're they're back at the university or whatever the the they're all talking and bull crap and all that and they said oh there's a gentleman here and they go who's that and they go they say they say you know him saying, uh, Pittman. Pittman walks up walks in there hasn't hasn't aged a day mm. you know and I was like what didn't age nothing you know he's walking all smiley and like everything hey you know I want I got some pictures uh, some paintings I want you to check out and he's like I don't think that's a good idea and the older gentleman says hey you'll get your turn let's go see what he has mm-hmm. you know so he goes and um, he tells the guy this is a bad idea you should not be looking at these paintings. Right? So at that point, he um he goes home and finds out that his he goes home and tells his wife, hey, you know, I love you, blah blah blah, but I don't feel like talking right now and all this crap. And then he finds out that Pittman is there waiting for him. Yeah. You know? And he's like encouraging his son to paint or draw. Stuff like that, right? He had a conversation with the kid, too. Right. He had a conversation with the kid, you know? So from there, he tell he's trying to, like, convince him to come see all his works, Hmm. his newer work, his new new stuff. And he says, I I don't have time. I don't think that's a good idea, blah, 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 and all this. And they're they're bantering back and forth. And he he's flirting with the wife and the wife is flirting back and all this crazy shit, you know? I don't know if he's necessarily and, flirting, but, no, she, but, but she's like, into him. Yeah, she's into his, his, yeah. his crazy ass philosophy, whatever. And his stories and stuff. Yeah. Right, so he tells him that it's getting late, it's time for you to go. Right, so he tells him, look, I really, really want you to come see my work. I have some new stuff, you need to see it. And he, he's like, 
no, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but he's like, you need to come see it. Right. And I think at that point, they were going to open up a gallery with all his stuff. Yeah. And he was trying right? to stop that. He was trying to stop it. So he told him, I think he told, I don't know how that he went back to the graveyard. Right. He found them back in the graveyard and told him, I need you to stay away from my family. And he goes, look, I'll stay, I'll, I'll stay away from them. I'll leave the country. I'll do whatever you want, but I need you to come see my paintings. And he goes, I don't care about what anybody else thinks. I care what you think. Yeah. Right. And he goes, I'll think about it. Right. That night he goes home. I think he has another nightmare or something. No, the kid has the nightmare. The, the, the kid has a nightmare. The yeah. kid has a nightmare. But at the same time, was it? Yeah. Before that happened, I'm sorry. I think I jumped the gun. He was walking in the graveyard by himself, and he heard something. There was like there was a lot of like, yeah, like something rustling in the in the. Something was moving around. Something was lurking. So I think that's when the the son had the nightmare, and he sees that the windows open, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he he go he, he goes to Pittman's apartment, something like that. Something like that, and, yeah. And uh, he tells him, "Oh, I'm glad you're here. Let's, let let me show you what I have." Mm-hmm. Right, and he shows him like a couple works, but then he goes down a hallway that leads downstairs, right? And that's when he shows him his like dedicated, like his real stuff, right? And he tells him this is this is this is dark, this yeah. is wrong. But it's and all goes, talking to him too. Like they're yeah, all there's all, all these yeah. whispers, and they're all like moving and shit. So it's all creepy shit, and right. so it's all like trippy right like it's all like right. really trippy and so he's going through this hallway that's really dark and and there's nothing but whispers and all this nonsense going on and uh right. it's just messing with him he gets down there right and he there's like there's like a pit in like his basement you know mm-hmm. like and then he starts telling this stuff and he's like no man this stuff this stuff this has to go this this is wrong and he goes no i got some more stuff in the back so he goes to the back and this guy starts, he sees a can of kerosene or something and starts throwing it all over the place. Like he's going to burn this place down. Yeah. Right. And he's like, he goes, what are you doing? And he goes, this is, this is, this is wrong. This is, this, this, this all has to go. And he goes, this is my idea of what death is, you know? And he's like, no, this is this is wrong. And then, like, he 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 like makes a run for it, and he shoots him. I think he shoots him. And that's when he starts hearing all these voices come out of nowhere, and he hears him talk, saying that death is some. Oh, dude, it's just creepy as <laughs> creepy yeah. as episode, you know. And the I, monster comes there, out. There's a monster in a well. Right, like a ghoul. Yeah, like with a with a chin down to here. Yeah, and it's weird because that is the monster that this guy's been drawing this whole time. Yes, that's exactly. why it's called Pikmin's model, because that monster is, is his model is his model, and that and he's been drawing this model this monster eating people, making people suffer, just walking around. So then he has all these images of this thing 
feasting, eating, and all that stuff. And so something, it's not clear to me what the story is exactly, but somehow this monster has been left to him. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the whole coven that his grandmother, whoever she was, left him. So he's he's kind of like the guard or like the caretaker of this thing. And he is compelled to paint it. Right. Also, I think that's part of the ritual. The other piece is to feed it. And I guess you got to feed with it. It's fucking nuts, dude. It's nuts. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. So that creature comes out of the well, right? And like grabs him, grabs Pittman. Mm -hmm. And starts dragging him down with him inside the pit. So this guy at that point sets the place on fire, right? He burns the place down, right? Mm. So we're looking at what? A day has passed already? Something like that. So a day has passed. It's supposed to be the day of the of the gallery, mm-hmm. right? He has two two assistants with him. One guy has been setting up since last night, and the other one showed up early in the morning. So he says to his wife, everything's better now. Everything will be better now. Well, we're going to live our life to its fullest, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, where's the other guy? And he goes, he's back there somewhere. And he goes, he starts looking at the paintings and it's Pittman's paintings. They're not supposed to be here. Yeah. So he runs to the guy who was supposed to be setting up at night. And he goes, hey, are you okay? And he says something about we'll we'll all dine tonight. And Mm. this guy stabbed his eyes out. Well, before that, like Mm -hmm. he catch he catches his wife and daughter like looking at the painting. Well, that's after. Oh, that's after? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's after. Yeah, that's after. So he runs and tells the other guy, hey. Take all these paintings down and get the call this guy, take this guy to the hospital. So he runs and looks for his wife and his son. Mm-hmm. And they're just staring at a painting. Yeah. And it's like, hey, 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 stop that, stop that. And he goes, I need you guys to go home right now. And he goes, I'll explain later, but I need you to go home now. So he they leave, you know, and then they send the guy to the hospital. So he comes home and I want to say later in the afternoon. And he sees his wife cooking, like cutting vegetables, right? He explains to her, I'm sorry for what happened earlier today. You know, it's just that, you know, this, those weren't supposed to be up. And it's like, it, it's hard for me to explain and all this. And go, but everything's per- everything's fine now. Everything's back to normal. Blah, blah, blah. And he's grabbing her and she's just cutting up vegetables, you know, like nothing. So when he's, when he turns her around, her eyes are missing. Yeah. And she says, we'll all dine tonight. You know? Mm. And he says, where's our son? That's you rough. know, and that's, that's a rough ending, bro. Yeah. And he looks toward the oven, right? And he walks toward the oven and sees, you don't, you don't see, you only see the back shadow. There's a head in there. Yeah. And she goes, everything will be fine. We'll all dine tonight. 
Yeah. And starts continuous cutting the vegetables. And I was like, wow, that is that is really a Lovecraft freaking episode, dude. <laughs> dude. Fucked up, man. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. Cause like there is were there was a little foreshadowing of that happening because there was a painting earlier in in some of the things that he was looking at. Of, right. Of monsters eating the, the boy. Or right. a boy. It's man, dude. I mean, it was rough for me to watch, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I couldn't wait for that one to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Not because it was bad, but just because it was so like, I don't know. I felt like really immersed in that one, you mm-hmm. know. And That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, um, it didn't it's affect very- me like it, it affected you. But yeah, I'm not hearing voices or anything like that, yeah. but I'm just saying it was it was kind of rough. It was yeah. rough watching. I was like, oh dude, I'm blind as it is, and you're you're fucking with me. <laughs> yeah. Know? I was just like, no way, no, no way. And I was trying to figure out what the what the moral is of the story. I I, I couldn't figure it out either, man. I, I don't think I, there I is would. one. I just see that was just pure fuck fuck your brain type stuff, dude. Well, <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you could say about it. Like, I, I, I can't. I don't think there is one. Yeah, I don't think there is a, a any any kind of lesson to be learned here. I think it's just no. fucked up. It's fucked up, bro. I, I thought about it a little bit. I was just like, what is this supposed to mean, right? And right. I, I I don't know. The part that bothers me is he ended up becoming more of a critic when he was a really good artist himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was something to do with what the story's trying to say, but he tried to stop this guy. Yeah, and it still didn't work. You know, I don't know. I mean, some. I think one of the biggest kind of lessons to be learned from horror movies in general is is like you see something spooky or you see somebody creepy, leave that fucker alone. <laughs> you know, don't go over Run. there. Run. No. Leave that guy alone. Like, there's a reason that guy got banned from the art school, right? Mm-hmm. But also, like, I guess he tried to take care of that guy. Like, he tried to get rid of that guy. And now he's right. back, right? And now he can't do anything to get rid of him. Everybody's seen his paintings and they're losing their mind to it. I, I don't know, man. It's It was, it was a... F- fucked up story <laughs> uh, I think it, I think it says um, I think the lesson is don't do drugs yeah <laughs> don't don't do drugs kids <laughs> mm, don't mess with Marty McFly don't mess with yeah no, no it's uh, is it, no it's not Marty it's uh, what's his name no Mar- I know Marty's the um, Marty's the kid uh, Ma- Michael J. Fox yeah it's George McFly um, George McFly don't mess with George McFly don't, don't mess don't mess with yeah George McFly yeah because he's a him, he's a weird motherfucker. <laughs> so on to the next immortal. one. Say what? Oh yeah, he is immortal, right? Yeah, he is immortal, right? The freaking guy doesn't look any older than he was when he was in that movie. Like I mean, he's got yeah. he's got some wear and tear, but not that bad. Like he, he's in pretty good shape. Oh yeah. So here, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Pikmin's model is definitely one of my um, more fa- like I like that one more than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. The next one on the agenda is Dreams in the Witch House, which is directed by Catherine Hedwick, based on a story by H.P. Lovecraft. Another Lovecraft story. Teleplay by Mika Watkins and Guillermo del Toro. 
And of course, stars are Rupert Rupert Grint, Ismail Cruz Cordova, and DJ Quells or Qualls. So we all know who Rupert Grint is. He was in Harry Potter as Ron Weasley. Mm-hmm. And so like he comes into this store and he's pretty damn good in it. But anyway, like I guess that the story starts in the beginning with him playing the piano or his character is playing the piano and his sister is dying in in a bed next to him. And then she passes in front of him and it's all very creepy, right? Like she dies and there's like all this wind. And then when he finally realizes she's passed, her spirit shows up and he's talking to the spirit and she doesn't want to leave. And she gets pulled into like another realm. Right. Mm -hmm. And he sees her get pulled into these bushes and then the bushes open and then they close. And you can see that when the bushes open, that kind of reveals another world. She gets pulled into that world and then the bushes close. And then that was the end of that particular sequence. That's like the beginning of the first act. And then it leads into him, you know, being grown. And at this point now he's the actor is actually Rupert Grint and he's still lamenting over the fact that his sister is gone and he wants to bring her back. Right. And so now he's some kind of medium expert. Right. So he's going around Mm -hmm. the country looking at mediums, looking for a way to bring his sister back. So he's at like some kind of performance and so there's like a seance, like it's in a, like a like a uh, like a movie theater almost. And there's like this woman, auditorium. yeah. There's this medium sitting on the stage. They're pulling all these antics on stage. After the end of the show, he's so impressed, he has to talk to her, right? So he follows her back to her room without her knowing, and then he realizes that it was all bullshit. They had pulled all kinds of tricks to make these visuals happen because on stage there was like quote unquote ectoplasm coming out of her mouth right and all it was was like some kind of string attached to some like plastic bag or something inside her stomach that got pulled out in the middle of the show which is crazy that someone would go to that link to those links (laughs) but that's how they made this you know visual effect happen on stage she didn't know she was he was there but he was spying on him when he heard that he realized oh this is some bullshit and so he left and his friend who's played by Ismael uh, Cruz Cordova, who's also who plays Frank Elwood. Frank Mm -hmm. tells Walter, who's Rupert Grint, he tells him, look, I've had enough of this. I can't I can't keep doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to get a job. Right. And so he gets angry at the fact that his friend is going to leave. And so he's like, I got to do this. I got to go. And so he, he leaves him. And then Rupert goes back to I forgot the name of the society, but it's like uh, the Spiritualist Society, I think it was called. Yeah. and I, I, I want to say, yeah, it's that. Yeah. And so he he goes back to the head of the Spiritual Society and the location of where they're at, they're going to close that chapter. They're like, hey, look, you know, we're we're losing people and we're not making the mm-hmm. same amount of money that we used to. We're going to have to close this office. And he's like, what the hell, you know? And he's like, you know, and he's like, give me another chance. I'm still looking. And he's like, I haven't been able to find anybody. And so this continues and he leaves there. And so then he, he keeps looking for new mediums to get him to where he wants to go. Basically, he wants to find this dimension that he saw open in the bushes. Mm-hmm. 
finally he runs into this character. Right. There's some aspects we forgot about. What was that? I, we One can't go into too much that... detail because I, I, we we do need to finish on time. But anyway, okay. go ahead. No, it's a quick, quick, a quick revamp. Um, one is that the reason why his friend is leaving is because he got published. No, I thought he, I thought he needed a. No, he got published. You see the magazine. His magazine uh-huh. has his picture on it. Mm. So that's why he said, "I can't do this no more. I gotta go." Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's no, there's no future for it. You haven't shown me any proof that this world exists. That's one fact. The other fact was that um, while the place was gonna get closed, was um, was gonna get closed, another medium was there. Yeah. With the paintings. Oh yes, okay? and she left. Like she was angry. And she left. She was angry with the nun. Mm-hmm. With the nun. So that that was one other part there. Okay. And that the guy that you're talking about, he met him at his job where he is a bartender. Mm. And do you know what, what was that character? Because I'm looking at, I'm looking here. It was this guy, like, like an Indian, American Indian who said he was like a shaman. Yeah. Yeah, that gentleman. So then they go to this like bar or like weird, like lounge area. I want to say opium. That's what it was. You, wanna think, you think bar. it was opium? Uh, it was white, and he was drinking. It. <laughs> well, it could be ayahuasca. It could be that. That could be. You know what? That that could be it. Maybe, or that could be it. Or maybe you know, the guy was Native American. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy was you know? the, the 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 room was like they spoke Spanish in that room. Right. They sure did. They, they played. They played music and stuff. And uh, like I don't mm-hmm. know what that the shaman that gave because eventually he gets into this room. They introduced him to this guy, and then this guy gave him like a drug, and so mm-hmm. he started taking this drug and he started seeing the other side. But right. like the whole time, I was like, "What? Like what are these? Like Spanish gypsies? Are they like Native Americans? It wasn't clear like what they were." Right, but wasn't really clear. No, but they were like I don't know, like they're Spanish speaking, maybe Latin. I don't know. Who knows what they were? Mm-hmm. But anyway, like, so he starts taking this this drug, and he starts tripping balls, right? And then this guy, this guy ends up popping into the other realm, and so when he dar- he jumps mm-hmm. into that other realm, it's like uh, it looks like the upside down kind of from stranger yes. things it's all dark there's all these branches everything's dead and everything's like a blue color and so he's running around in this darkness and then he sees his sister and so he has a conversation with his sister and was this the part where he like grabs her sleeve and he doesn't want to let go and then he get he comes um, or is that later that was the first time he just got a chance to see her and then he got pulled out okay the second time is when he sees her and he comes up to her and grabs her. It has a conversation with he her. He gets has, has a conversation, gets pulled out. Mm. Right. So that's when he tries to convince his friend, look, this is real, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, no, you're insane. Okay. And that's when he finds out the, the society is closing. So that's when he finds the painting. He's like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to the witch house. Okay. From there, he goes to the witch house. 
And it's like, man, it is fucked up. It is fucked up. Okay? It's fucked up. Like it's, what? A, it's a it's a fucked up house. First of all, there's blood dripping from the fucking ceiling, and there's there's noises everywhere. I would not even step. I wouldn't be on the same block. Fuck all that noise. That house. Fuck all yeah. that noise. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Oh, uh, why? You know, people are stupid. Yeah, dude. Okay. Totally. <laughs> so he decides he's gonna spend the night there, and he has one of those vials of of drugs. Okay, so they tell him the story about the witch house, how the lady was accused of being a witch, mm. and she cursed everybody, and the house was cursed. So that's why she's trapped in the house. Not only is she trapped in the house, there is this fucked up rat with a human face. <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> thought I was tripping balls. I was like, that thing is ugly. Well, the first time you see that thing, you see a rat, and it's like yeah. running around, and you're like looking at the rat, and you're like... You know, oh, it's like some fucked up, like little piece of shit rat, right? But then, like, you see like the profile, and you don't see like the long nose of a regular rat. And like, wait a minute, does that fucking rat have a fucking human face? And 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 it's just like, whoa, what? And like, you don't see it at first, but yeah, eventually you do see the face on that rat, and you're like, what is this thing, (laughs) dude? I would have been like, no, no. Then that thing starts talking to him. Yeah. He takes the he takes the drug again, right? And he goes in there, and apparently, well, before he does that, my fault. Let me, let me make a real quick recap. He starts he's sleeping there. He sees that that witch in there with him. Like it's a dream, yeah, right? It grabs him, rips him from the chest. He wakes up with the scratches on his chest. Okay, first of all, between me and you, I would not even bother getting sleeping. Yeah. I'm not sleeping in there. No, I see eyes. I fuck the door. I'm out the window. Dude, that might be the last time I fucking sleep ever. Fuck that no, noise. I'll jump out the window. I've been known to jump out the window when it was party. I'll jump out the window out of this shit in a heartbeat. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. No. Then he decides he's gonna take that that drug in the witch right? house. He takes it in the witch house. He drinks it. <laughs> And he grabs, he sees his sister and says, the sister says, you're not supposed to be here. This is a place for people who who can accept the fact that they're dead. Mm. Okay, it's a type of limbo. So he grabs her and brings her back. But at the same time, the witch is there. It's trying to use him to come back to the real world. Well, hold up. Let's describe what this witch looks like, dude. Like she is all burnt <laughs> up. And she's got like a fire in the, like she's got like light fire in the chest. It's like a tree. It's like she's she looks like branches. Yeah. With the fire in her chest and on her head. And on her head. She Oh dude. That that is like dude, I have to say that the design for that witch is so awesome. is so badass, dude. It's badass. It's yeah. So fucking badass. I saw that I was just like, dude, I'm not even scared. I think that's badass. I mean the whole thing is scary, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I, I yeah. thought the design, like the way they made her look, like Probably the best monster in the whole series. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, they're they're struggling to to leave limbo. Yeah. Right? Then finally he breaks through with her sister. Yeah. Right. But not before so he's like, not before old girl kisses him on the mouth. Yeah, exactly. So that was his way to come into the real world. Jesus. She, that was crazy, dude. She grabbed him from the face and just started sucking on his face and i was just like ah get yourself off that chick you know like what no dude that, because he he was like he what he she was doing was sucking the life out of yeah. him 
so that she could come back to life. Yeah. And that little rat dude was there telling like egging around, do it. Kill him, kill him, blah, 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 blah right? <laughs> they both needed him dead. Yeah. One, she needed his soul to come back into the real world, and he needed a body. Okay? So, don't know the connection between those two. Don't really remember. But I, I don't think, I it, think was, it was just that. I don't really think that they ever really explained. I, I, I think that thing was basically his, um, what do they call like like the black cat? Familiar? familiar. There you go. Jesus, yeah, what's wrong with okay. my language today? Dude, I haven't been sleeping, so my fucking vocabulary level has dropped a few <laughs> IQs. You know, like I'm down. You need a... You know, mm-hmm. no, dude, dude, I haven't. I, yeah, no, it's not even that. It's just like it's been. I've, I've had a rough week. So anyway, but go ahead. Go. <laughs> so from there, Mariana, who actually painted them coming into this world, and he goes, "You just caused a major freaking fuck up. Yeah, you weren't supposed to bring anybody back." Mm-hmm. Okay, and you did. He's like, you fucked up. And not only are you, I said, not only did you mess up, the witch is here to kill you. So just to like explain exactly who Mariana is, she was the the woman that got kicked out in the beginning out of the society, of the supernatural society. And the way she does her medium work is through paintings. She can tell the future by painting. And so she had painted this very thing was about to happen and there was all kinds of rules for it too and she had like like three or four triangles that came together to make one giant she had the voltron of paintings she had like four paintings yeah four paintings made a triangle and it this fucking and it told the fucking future and the fucked up part is she lived there she lived at the witch house what she was the other yeah she was the other person that lived that never came out of her room i didn't know that yeah she said, "Oh, that's the other. There's another. There's another person who lives here. She lives in the other room. She never comes out. That's how they explained it to her. Hmm. You know, it was crazy, crazy shit. You know. So, at at that point, they're now running from the witch, right? And it's her sister, the sister, the brother, the medium, and now they go to a church that's near the witch house. Yes." Right, and it's it's the nun, yeah. the nun that went with the medium to the society of, of supernatural book, <laughs> right? And and she said, "I knew they wouldn't believe you. Let's go, yeah. okay?" But that's who she is. So she says, "Get out of my, get out of the house of God. You're bringing evil here." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And she goes, "Look, if you don't help us, they're gonna kill this guy." Yeah. And she, she's like, "He goes, no, take this evil away from here. I don't want it here." At the same time, how did the friend get called? Did, 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 did he? He used the phone when he got in. It was one of those, like, um, like as soon as he came in, it was like, like they let him in, and he was like, oh, can I use the phone? And it, it was like a s- small piece of it, and that's how this guy showed up. It, it, oh, okay. Kind of poor writing, honestly, but whatever. Right. Go ahead. So before the friend shows up, the witch is trying to break into the church. Yeah. That was fun. You know? She was like hanging out and like looking through the window and shit, like, you know, yeah. telling, her, telling everybody to let her in and shit. I, I thought that was funny. I thought I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat because it, like, it was creepy, you know? It is creepy, bro. Yeah. It was creepy as hell. Yeah. You know, so from there, the friend shows up and somehow the witch was able to like 
pull pull um him out walter because this walter because the sister disappeared for some no, reason. no the sister the sister got she so like at one point the witch breaks open the doors with her powers mm-hmm. or whatever and then they're kind of doing like the spiritual battle between the sister lucretia and the and the witch and the witch mm-hmm. shouts at her and then blows the windows all these glass pieces of glass fly at her and cut her in the throat and she falls over dead right and right. so the nun. yeah the, right. the nun and so then everything's going crazy and that's when she starts pulling out walter you know a rupert and starts pulling him out with her like you know ghost esp and so dude's like sliding on top of the benches the benches yeah <laughs> i was like whoa that's nuts and he's like ah, help me and so he's like holding on to the door he's yelling at his friend hey you know come and help me and he runs over and i think he gets murdered there or i don't remember what happens to him there because he he got i think what it was is that he he, he was gonna die mm. the way the way he she sucked enough of his life that he he wasn't gonna make it through the night but then that's when the sister shows up right yeah. and kills kills the witch no she how did she what did she do again i just saw it and i can't remember what happened because she yeah, she shows up teleports there and oh okay mm-hmm. so he ends up so the, the the sister finally shows up in the church right mm-hmm. and then walter is in the witch house with the witch and the witch is like right got the wand and is going to like stab him in the eye with the wand or something. I don't know what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. And so she's sitting there like pointing the wand at her. And then that's when the, the sister shows up and pulls them apart. And when she pulls them apart, they, uh, she falls down. And then I think, she, I think she gets herself stabbed with the, with the wand. Right. And then she, she stabs him with her. Yeah. She stabs herself with her own wand or something and then falls apart. And, or something like that and then like they have this discussion about well I want you to live and she's mm-hmm. like no I'm done like I should go and so they have this mm-hmm. back and forth and so then he ends up surviving right so like or so we right. think you know well he passes out okay he, he, he falls down from exhaustion and that little rat thing like runs into him Right, that's all you see. Oh yeah, that's right. He passes out, and the rat runs towards him while the wand is on the floor, and the 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 wand is in the rat's path, kind of. Right. And so, like on the way running over to him, the wand's on the floor, and I was just like, "What?" Mm-hmm. So from there, his both the medium and his friend show up, and they put him on the bed, and they're saying he he has to wake up. So he wakes up, you know, and next thing you know, you hear something in his chest. Uh-huh. No, well, they, they like, think oh. they think it's done. They think that he survived right, the they night. Think he's done. Yeah, and they and they walk away for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. They walk away for some reason, and and then he starts. He wakes up and he's like, "Oh, ugh, oh, there's something wrong." And he calls his calls out to his friend. They come out to see what's wrong, and he's like, "Oh, oh," and the fucking rat comes out of his chest, yeah. laughing. And like ah, I knew he wasn't gonna live. Ah, and he runs away, and I'm like, "That's fucked up." It was fucked up, dude. It's fucked up, right? So they both walk away from the room, 
right? Because they say, she goes, I told you, my paintings are never, they never lie. Well, I, I don't know if they run out. I think they run out chasing after the rat. Yeah, they, they I think they do. Yeah. But she, she says to the guy, my paintings never lie. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they walk, they, they're now leaving the room. The rat guy comes out of the raw wall again, jumps in the body, and walks and wakes up and starts like, huh, yeah, well, he's not going to use it anymore. Yeah. You know, and starts walking away. And he he's like covering his, he grabs a scarf to cover up the wound. Is walking out of the of the house in the middle of the day. I was like, and he's like talking like, "Oh, I can live here for a couple of years." And I'm like, "That's fucked up, dude." And that's how it ends. Yeah, it, it's Ugh. it's like you should have just let the past go. No man, it was crazy. Because that, I, I think that's the mo- I think that's the moral of the story. I think it is. Like you should have just let it go. Just you should have just let her go. You should have let her. You should have let her. You should have said goodbye. You should have said goodbye a long time ago. But I mean, she got over it. But also, like her spirit was stuck in the purgatory, limbo. in that limbo. But yeah. but yeah. Uh, another thing too was like uh, at one point the sister asked him, "Are you still playing the piano? Are you part of like a a, a concert or something?" And, right. And she's and he's like, "No, I haven't played since you died." And it's like, dude, you just threw your life away, right. chasing chasing this idea that you can bring her back from the dead. Yeah, it was crazy. And bro. it's like, I was like, well, I mean, think about how many lives actually live like that. Like once someone so close to you, someone that means so much to you, passes, you get stuck there, right? And so you never. Oh yeah, but the one the one thing we forgot to mention is that they're twins. Oh, are they twins? I didn't know that. They're, they're twins, yeah. They were twins. Yeah, so like he couldn't let her go, and I mean, just like I was saying, like imagine how many people, how many people in their life lose someone like that and can't move on. I mean, it's not. I'm I'm not saying it's. I mean, it's hard. How are you supposed to let someone go like that? You know, someone that meant something to you. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to let right. people go like that, and uh, and like, I can't judge the guy. But now he's no. now now he's dead, and some rat has taken over his body. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's bro. fucked. It's fucked up. You know, like I guess I guess the moral of the story is yeah, like you know, you gotta let things go. You know, you gotta let other things go and move on with your life. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, eventually you're gonna throw away your life, and something else <laughs> is gonna crawl into it, and 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 yeah. run it for you. Yeah, no, I've had that. I've I've had attempts where rats are crawling on me. Ugh. Ugh, dude. Never mind. So uh, never mind. Let's, let's jump. Let's jump to the next yeah, one. Yeah. So <laughs> the next one is so episode seven, the viewing, the viewing. This, ah, dude. Okay. I mean, you know what? I've let's. I'm gonna. I'm, it's gonna be hard for me to hide my opinion on this one. Why is that? I didn't like this one, man. 
<laughs> this one was my least favorite one. It, it it was just fucking bizarre from the very start. It was it, it's a crazy episode. It's fucking first of all. I don't know if it's crazy. It is. I guess it is a little crazy, but I think it's also a little stupid, man. Like like I didn't like it. I thought I thought it was just like come on. Like first of all, there was like a long warm up to the actual creepiness. It took yes, so it long was. to get there. And there's a lot of like stupid talking and I was just like, stop talking. You guys are just like, like okay. So anyway, let me, let me, <laughs> let me go. With, do a quick one. Let's do, let's do a quick one on this. So one. the viewing is directed by Panos Cosmatos. I don't know if that's a Spanish name or not, but I'm not, I, you yeah. know, he's also the writer Aaron, along with Aaron Stewart Ann and Guillermo del Toro uh, stars, Peter Weller, Steve uh, edgy, Eric Andre, Charlene Yi, Sofia Botella, Bautella, uh, and yeah. So th- those are those are the, the main characters in the story. Okay, before we start, yes. let me let me say one thing. One Go thing. for I it, was, man. I was dozing in and out of this episode. Really? Because you said, like you said, it was a long plot just to get to that, dude. Okay. The, the I'm not gonna lie to you. I did love the filmmaking on this one because I really thought it was a movie from the '70s. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there was some cool effects. Like I, I, yeah. I enjoyed the like some of the scenes and the lighting and some of the treatments that they did. Yeah, some of the exactly. effects. Yeah. But in terms of the the content of the story, god damn it, it was like so full of itself. I know it was trying to be yeah. funny, but I was just like, fuck this story. <laughs> but anyway. Peter Weller, who we all know is RoboCop, mm-hmm. he was like the like a host. He 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 brought all these people who are experts in their professions, and he brought mm-hmm. like four different people. He brought a writer who was played by uh, Steve Ag. His name was Guy London or Landon. Eric right. Andre was supposed to be this great musician. His name was Randall Roth. Charlene Yi was supposed to be some kind of astrophysicist. And she played Charlotte G. And then there was the the spiritualist or the 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 medium or the ESP guy. His right. he was played by Michael Thorold, and the name of the character was Targ Reinhard. And so it was just so he brought these super experts in their fields, and they brought he brought them to the to his fancy house. And there's like, it's super customized. It's really sleek. It's very 70s looking, but it's like a futuristic yeah. 70s, right? So, right, right. so like he's got these fancy buttons and he's got like all these sound effects hooked up to this board with these buttons. But like right. when you actually see where it's playing from, it's like a, like a, like a giant grid of eight tracks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that pop in and out when he needs them to pop in and out. Like, so he hits a button and then this eight track plays a, like a clapping uh, sound effect. And it, I found that entertaining. I thought that was fun, but it's like these people show up to this fancy house. Right. And they're having this long winded fucking conversation with Peter Weller. And, you know, he's explaining that. Yeah. You know, you, I want you here because you're the guys are the, are the experts in your field and I need you, all you guys to be in here. And so he starts, giving them booze and weed and cocaine 
<laughs> he gets us so fucked up and high, and he's just like sitting there, like forcing them, like like pushing them to like take all this stuff. And I'm thinking, what is going on? Like, what you got? <laughs> what you have these? Like, my thing was like, okay, what you leading up to? Yeah, can, can, just yeah. get there okay, already. You doped them up. Yeah. You doped them up. They're drunk. What? Okay, get to the fucking point. <laughs> I told you I was dozing in and out. Like, dudes. Do something. Oh, dude, it was so hard to watch, bro. I was like, turn into RoboCop or something. Yeah, dude, do something. Do something. Oh, my. you see, I, I was getting the impression <sighs> before we, we were going to talk. I thought you liked this one. So I didn't. I, I like the filming. Okay. That's, that's as far as it went. Okay. Okay, because I actually I felt like I was in the 70s. I was watching a 70s movie. I, that's, I mean, the film work was great. Uh-huh. I loved it. I loved it. You know, it was it's like, okay. Cool. It's okay it if you like, like that episode. But I I hated it. <laughs> no, I I told you I found it hard to stay awake. I'm like, fucker, do something. Dude, it took it took like 20 minutes to finally get to the point. <sighs> so like they're even even the characters are like, like okay, so like whatever we're leading up to, this better be fucking worth it, right? Yeah, like I was at the point like man, even the characters jumped out of character. Like what the fuck, dude? Let's just do what we got to what we came yeah, here to exactly, do. Exactly, dude. Like I, I oh. seriously, seriously, I couldn't stand it. I, I played. It should, it should, it should have never been called the viewing. It should have been called the waiting. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it was like, so bad. Fuck, dude. Oh, it was so bad. Ugh. So then, like, finally, we get to the point, right? Like they, they go to this man. room, and there's this meteorite thing and so they're Mm -hmm. all tripping on like what is this this thing is so crazy it's amazing and the funny thing is eric andre's character uh he's he i guess he's only been sober for a while and so he tried to kick like all these bad habits and this dude just set him off right so now he's 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 in the room you know just just fucking sucking on that weed, dude. Just, just puffing, and and dudes like stop, and and Peter Weller is like, stop smoking, right? There's no smoking in here, and so he just keeps going, and then like, he keep, and everybody's like tripping balls, right? So like they're all like in a crazy state because they're drunk, high, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But also something about the rock is freaking them out, right? Right. They're all in this crazy heightened state, and this guy keeps turning around smoking. And he's like, you can't, there's no smoking in here. Stop smoking. And he did it like four or five times. Like this guy just kept turning around and he's like, stop smoking. Right. Peter Waller was like, stop smoking. So I thought, I mean, obviously this is like a horror comedy, I think. And so then Mm -hmm. at one point, Eric Andre's character blows some weed right at the rock and the rock, that asteroid rock thing just sucks the weed in. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit! Whatever's in there is getting high. <laughs> and so, like, so then, and then it starts making this crazy noise, right? And so he starts like, he's like, hey, wait a minute, this rock just sucked in the weed. And did anybody see that? And everybody's like, and everybody's like, stop smoking, right? And so then the rock starts making this crazy high noise. Two of the guys, the medium, the ESP guy, he melted. Yeah, he melted. He's he, he straight up melted. And then uh, Steve Edgy, uh, he, his, head his head blew up. Like he was the writer. His head blew up. Oh, God. And then uh, meanwhile, Charlene Yee and Eric Andre's characters, they're, they're sitting there and they're like holding their head together, right? Because they're like screaming. They're like, ah. And, and I'm thinking they're going to melt too. 
right? Peter Weller is freaking out. And then at at one point, I think the noise stops, but it's like really hot in there or something that's making all these people melt. It's like the meteorite comes to life, right? Mm. And it's like calling everyone to touch it. Oh, it breaks open. That's right. Right. It breaks open. And then there's like this gooey orange thing inside. And the two tentacles start moving around. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the, the, what's, what's the name of that? The assistant. Uh, to Peter Willard. Uh, Dr. Sarah is the name of the character. Sofia right. Bautello. She touches yeah. it. And her fucking face melts off. Yes. Okay. So at that point, both both the last remaining people, which is... Uh, Eric Andre and Charlene Yee. They decide... She's the one who actually comes and is like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and she's like, get them to get the fuck out of there and everything. And then there's the, I forgot the name. Of, you forgot to mention the driver. Hector. Hector. He says, the fuck where you guys going? He sees, well, he, he my phone, this, it starts oozing orange slime, mm-hmm. right? And Peter Willer's on the floor, right? So it starts latching on to him, right? And it's crazy because it starts like forming a body. Yeah. Around Peter. Right? And that's when the two around Peter. Yeah. That's when the two people decide, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So they start running. The 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 driver comes in and he goes, Fuck it. Grabs an AK, a gold AK forty seven off the wall. Yeah. Right? And that the slime and Peter Wheeler become like a creature with the tentacles in the back. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like a slime with the skeleton in it right yeah and it says it actually says help me old boy starts shooting at it the bullets are going right through it yeah right so this creature yells in agony and it's in those freaking tentacles like throw this red lightning at it and disintegrates the driver yeah <laughs> you know and these two people are running yeah and um what's his name the guy i forgot yeah, his name again Eric Andre passes the table where they were doing all the cocaine. And he kept grabbing the cocaine. He, he starts grabbing the cocaine. The girl's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And she's like, put that shit down. <laughs> and he like took it with him. And he was like. So he's running around all covered in coke in the face and. Fuck, I wouldn't even give a shit about that guy. I'm like, fuck you, you're dead. I'm gone. That's what I would have done. I would have just left. I would have left them. Fuck that. So she they get it, they make it outside. They they jump into the Lambo yes. that's outside yep. and they're gone. At the same time, this creature is like walking toward to the outside. Yeah. Right? And all you see is them. It's a crazy montage because you see them racing to get out of there and you see the creature walking, racing, walking, racing. At one point, she's gunning it and the guy's face is like he's breaking the sound barrier. (laughs) (laughs) And you see the creature walks to like a sewer drain. Yeah. Right? The creature walks into the sewer drain. They end up being in the middle of a city or something. And I, I for, right there at that point, I have no idea what she said to him. She she popped out. They they like she drove forever. 
seemed like. Right. And at high right. speed, they were in that Lambo and she just kept going. And it was cool because the lights were doing that whole like Akira thing where it was like trailing behind yes. it. <laughs> It did, and I, it I, th- I dug that. I thought that was so awesome. And so like, yeah, and he like they like drove so fast. And it was like Charlene Yee was driving. Man, it was they were yeah. driving stick, and she was like, and so like finally they get they they she like pulls over in the road and like spins out in the middle of the road. And they're in the middle of nowhere on a road somewhere like in the forest, like and and they're I forgot what I don't remember what she said, but she was like, what the hell? Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. monster. During that time, which seems like, I don't know, five minutes, like he, he went into the sewer drain and popped out into a city in five minutes. And I'm like, how close is this city or how fast is this monster? Because this monster was walking slow. Slow, like he couldn't walk. Yeah. Like every step was a struggle. It was. And I was like, you know, like how, what? Like what? <laughs> either, either she was driving forever and that's why the monster took they took the monster like that time to get mm-hmm. there but you know i was like okay and then it ends and it just yeah and it just ends it just ends with the creature in the city in the sewer drain i'm like i, I don't understand what the moral of the story is but i think what I, i'm from what i'm taking is, is don't do drugs. don't do drugs kids <laughs> don't don't do drugs don't do kids. drugs <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the moral of the story. Oh, that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Don't do don't drugs. do drugs. Okay, it's not good. For- don't do no cocaine. It's not good. <laughs> Dude, don't drink. Don't do crack. Don't do nothing. Don't yeah. Be just oh my yeah, god. And the and the monster won't melt your face. Oh my god, disintegrated that dude like that. I was like, that's definitely a seventies thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny too because Steve Edgy was like, it's probing me. <laughs> it was a great line to say when his head popped. Yeah. Like, Boom. Yeah, I'm thinking, damn, how far did that probe go? You know, like shit. Dude, that was um I thought that was funny. I thought that I mean it was funny towards the it end. It was funny towards the it was yeah. funny. It was trying to be funny the whole time, but it was just like, oh I'm so bored. Yeah. I, I actually sped it up. I actually got to the point where I was just like, this is taking too long. And I, sp- oh, I sped dude. it up. You could speed it up on, if you're watching on your computer. I don't know if you can if yeah. it does that on the TV, but you can speed it up on the computer. Yeah, you can do it. You could you can do it on Netflix too. I said, fuck that, man. I'm like, I'm like, this is taking too long. Like, take me. T- yeah, and and I, I figured, oh, maybe somewhere in the middle. Man, dude, it was like the last 15 minutes of the movie, you didn't get to see what was going on. Or the show, I yeah. should say, or the episode. Yeah, this is like still crazy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was funny towards the end, but it was like, mm-hmm. like if I if I wasn't watching it for this episode, I would have not finished that episode, that particular. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have finished the viewing. You know, if it wasn't no, for this I, podcast, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have fish, finished that episode. I would have just skipped it and gone to the next one. But yeah. I sat through that motherfucker, and okay, it was funny, but. I mean, it, it was that was not not worth it. <laughs> I I just I just think it was it was it was totally worth it. You thought it was worth just it to the point where she, I thought it was worth it. The 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 one scene that made me laugh was when they were like they're passing where they were doing all the cocaine and he stops by to take some more and she's like get your just get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the weird thing was all the peer the peer pressure that they were having to like. 
do the stuff. You know? Yeah. And then at one point, Charlene Yee goes to Peter Weller, hey, you know, you you want you want to hit? And he's like, I don't do the hippie shit. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucker, like you're sitting there making all these guys do this, and then you're not gonna do you're like fuck you. Well, he did take a shot before anybody else showed up. Well, because she told him, well, "You want to go up? You want to go down? Mm-hmm. You want it hard? You know, she says you want a softer heart." And he goes, "Oh yeah, that's surprise, r- surprise." That's right. I was trying to figure out what that was. I thought that dude's dying or something, and she was like helping him. I didn't realize that. Now that makes sense because yeah, it's probably crack or something, right? Like or some mm-hmm. kind of drug, heroin maybe. Who knows? Yeah. He needs to get up there too. That's what it was. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, dude. That was. <laughs> oh, that, that shit. Uh, you know, I don't know if if uh, if there was one thing I could do is and skip forward. That would be. I don't know. That that'd be something I'd do if I would just go to the last twenty minutes of the sh- of the show. <laughs> So, All right, let's do this last episode. Last episode. So the last episode, hopefully they do another one of these. Okay, so The Murmuring. The Murmuring is directed by Jennifer Kent. Writers are Jennifer Kent and Guillermo del Toro. It's based on a short story by Guillermo del Toro. And it stars Essie Davis, Andrew Lincoln, and Greg Elwood. Uh, Elwand, I'm sorry. The episode starts with, with Nancy Davis's character, or I'm sorry, S.C. Davis's character, whose name is Nancy Bradley, who's given a talk about these birds and this, you know, situation or this uh, event they call murmuring. And so she's describing like what's happening. And there's just these flock of birds, you know, doing all kinds of weird things and stuff. And so they watch them and study them. And Andrew Lincoln plays Edgar Bradley, which is really distracting, by the way. Because I hear that name, the, she keeps calling him Edgar, and it keeps taking me out of the episode, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, like, so, like, I can't imagine what it would be like to be John or something like that. But anyway, she's giving this talk. It, it's really insightful. The, it, but it's also like, motherfucker, what are you doing? Drop my watch. <laughs> That's one heavy motherfucking watch, dude. What are you carrying around? It's an Apple. It's an Apple. It's the Apple Ultra. The, <laughs> Apple ten pound watch. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, the they finish their little talk and their little introduction about these birds, and everybody flocks over to Andrew Lincoln, right? And they're talking right. to Andrew Lincoln, and like he was the one who gave the talk and did all the studying. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. you should talk to my wife, Nancy. She's the one who did all this discovering and stuff, you know? So, but like they keep just talking to him and so they ignored her. And so there's a little bit of that going on, right? There's a little bit of like this whole, like, um, not appreciating women and some of the things that women do, right? So that's, there's that, right? And that takes place like a 1950s, isn't it? 19. 19- it, it was. It was a. Yeah, it's not clear when the story was, but it was an. It was an old. It's a period piece. Yeah. So then they have a, a talk with a friend, and you know Andrew Lincoln's talking to a guy named. His real name is Perry Mucci, but I, I guess in the story he's just called Edgar's colleague. 
And so this man is talking with him and he says, hey, you know, like, uh, I was everything. And he's like, well, it's, it's, it's okay. And he's like, I'm very sorry. And you know that there's something wrong at that point, but you don't realize what it is. Mm-hmm. And so then they end up at this house. I think uh, Perry Mucci's character has some kind of connect- connection. And they end up at this house and they're staying at this house so that they can study these birds. So they're constantly out in the field over by some lake watching these birds filming recording sound and watching what's going on and at one point you know they go upstairs you know they they go and they lay down andrew lincoln tries to you know get some action Mm -hmm. and uh nancy bradley who's the character nancy bradley's like no I don't, I'm just not into it right mm-hmm. now. And he's like, you know, like he's been rejected over and over again by this point. Right, and dude right. turns around and is just like, fuck, you know? And so then he leaves her alone and then they fall asleep. But there's all this like tension, right? You don't know why the tension's there. They go to sleep and all of a sudden in the middle of the night, one of their tape recorders start playing. But, and it starts at first... Oh, so she you remember this? Cry. Yeah, just to be no. clear for everybody, I uh, I fell asleep watching this. Okay? <laughs> Not because I was bored; I was uh, just tired. Oh, tired. I thought you were bored. I thought you no, were like, no, "Fuck no, this no, story." Because no. no, I, I, I I watched the other one, and uh-huh. that one was making me sleepy. And this one, I was actually look, trying to look forward to watching it, and I passed out like at the point where, um, well, we're at the point where you're talking now, okay. where. She first hears a baby cry. Yeah. And she thought she's hearing things. So she goes back to sleep, but she she can't sleep. So yeah. she hears the like you said, the recording goes off. Mm-hmm. Right? And they don't know but they both wake up like, hey, what happened? And they can't, no, she, they can't she sleep. woke up and then mm-hmm. like went downstairs and figured it out. And then she pulled him down too. And they were both looking at it. Mm-hmm. And then she was, or no, I think you're right. I think they both woke up and they went down there. They both woke up and say, they both then yeah. they can't figure out why it went off. Yeah. So at that point, she already stays up. Yeah. She sends him to bed. Right. She mm-hmm. stays up and she's getting ready to um, go out and do some recordings. And he sneaks up behind her and said, here, here's your, here's some sandwiches. Eat your sandwiches. Yeah. You know, and then they kiss him and goes back to bed because they were both doing, first of all, they're on an island. Yeah. So they they they're they're by themselves. They're isolated. So you know, and the house is from an old father who built the house for his for his daughter. And um, it's crazy because they didn't take everything out. There's still some stuff hung up on the wall. There's stuff like that. So yeah, she, this is the part where I passed out. She's outside, mm-hmm. and she gets to she calls her husband. And he goes, "Hey, what's cause it going out there?" He's like, "It's fine." And how did you eat your sandwiches? And all she did was take a bite out of a sandwich. Yeah. They go, oh, they're good. good. You know, and that was it. That's that's right there. That's all I remember. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, a lot of this continues to happen. And he, Andrew Legan's character starts feeling rejected, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's been feeling rejected for a while, looks like. And so, this, this marriage is in trouble. So, mm-hmm. then, yeah, more of this creepy stuff continues. So, at one point... And I know I'm skipping a lot of stuff here because I'm super bad in memory. But I mean, just in just in general, like what 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 ends up happening is they go back to the house 
and more of this keeps keeps happening more of like the tape playing but then she starts hearing noises at one point she goes upstairs and finds that these birds are nesting inside the house and these birds don't do this these birds are not supposed to do anything like this and mm-hmm. she and, and so they found it super interesting and so they were recording and filming in the house and uh and they were trying to get to the bottom of why these how why these birds were in the house and they continue to hear things she continues to hear things and at one point uh andrew lincoln throughout tries to continue to like get her you know to have sex with him and she keeps rejecting him and he at one point gets to the point where he's just like you know what am i doing here like what like what do you want from me like this is not working out like do you want me to leave like what do you want and so uh <clears throat> he gives her a bit of an ultimatum and says i'm gonna leave like i'm gonna go and i'm gonna be out in, in on the lake to do my job like we're here to do a job and so i'm gonna go out and do that job and if you want to join me then you know join me and she's like oh no, i'm gonna stay in the house and watch these birds She's been she's been seeing creepy shit the whole time though. She's been seeing a little boy walk around and stuff. And at one point, she's in the house and she sees this little boy walk down the stairs. You know, and this is not the first time she's seen this boy before walk down the stairs. So this time, what's different was she followed the boy downstairs, and then she realizes that the boy did something, right? And uh, the mother punished him. And I think he ends up like you get the sense of that the kid drowned. Mm. And so then the mother, she finds the mother, the ghost version of the mother hanging out, very young looking mother too, hanging out in the, in the attic. And she's standing on the, uh, like, because the attic is kind of wrecked. There's Mm -hmm. holes all over the attic. Right. And so she's standing in, in the doorway of the, like there's a hole in the, in the attic and she falls out right now. Let me backtrack a little bit. She had a conversation with a guy named Mr. Greaves, who's played by Greg Ellenwood or Elwan. And so this, this, she had this conversation. She's like, what happened in this house? Did someone die? Why did these people leave? And he got angry with her. And he's just like, why are you asking these questions? Do you know your business? And she's like, I need to know, like, there's these pictures on the wall. It, it seems like someone's le- left said suddenly, and he's like, yes, something horrible happened here. It was years and years ago. There's no reason to drudge it up anymore. You know, just like leave it alone. And yeah, some, something happened here, something bad. And, and that was it, right? So he left it yeah. at that. And so when, he, when she finally sees this ghost in the, in the hole in the attic and she basically commits suicide, she runs to the hole, looks out, and realizes that the woman committed suicide and she gets the whole story at that point at that whole point she realizes ah something happened the little boy did something wrong and the mom went to correct him and she killed him and then after killing her son she kills herself right mm-hmm. it's all very yorona like right? right which i i think guillermo del toro really likes that story but anyway so 
this woman commits suicide. She realizes what happens and just has this giant cry. Mm -hmm. And then by this point, you realize, oh, the problem between these two is the fact that they had a daughter and she passed away. And you don't know, you don't know why. You don't have any of the details as to why the daughter passed away. You just know that SC's character, Nancy Bradley, she blames herself for it. And that's the reason, be that's the reason for all the tension between Andrew Leakin's character and SC Davis's character, because she is dealing with that grief and she kind of blames herself for the murder or not for the murder, but for the passing of her daughter. You don't know what right. happened. It could have been an accident. You have no idea, but she blames they herself. They don't go into detail what happened in this episode? They have no idea why Nancy Bradley blames herself for the mur for the passing of her daughter. You just okay. know that she blames herself for it. So she calls Andrew Lincoln on the – she goes outside. She's sitting in one of her tents outside, and she calls Andrew Lincoln on the CB – and she says that she loves him and she wants to talk about her daughter and that she, you know, she wants to stay together and that's it. That's how it ends. And wow. so, yeah, it was, it's a really good story. It's actually, it's actually, I think one of the strongest stories in the whole thing. And I think that's why they ended with, with that, with this particular episode. It is, it is really well acted there is so these the these two actors are so good and dude i was i was in tears by the end of it man like uh it was creepy like i was weirded out by a lot of it but by the end of it i was i was in tears because this woman was dealing with this grief and she was blaming herself for 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 the death of her daughter but you never know why and so you you kind of wonder did she kill her or does she just think she kills her? You know, um, whatever it is. Herself, does she blame herself? Like and so there is a a, <clears throat> a there's like a, there's parallels between the ghosts that live in the house or that exist in the house and herself, right? There's something the same there, and basically is that that you know the kids die and they blame the matriarchs blame themselves for it, right? So when she finally sees this and realizes basically, I guess the consequences, she comes to terms with it and then starts knowing, starts realizing that she needs to talk about it, right? That she needs to tell her, her husband, um, what is, you know, what is going on. And so she says, I want to talk about our daughter. And I'm like, Oh shit. And so then it all makes sense. And you realize, Oh, something happened to the daughter and she blames herself for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's really like I said, it's really well acted. It's if 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 you can only watch one, I would recommend this one. Mm. Yeah, the murmuring. But uh but then here's a question for you. If you could only watch one, which one would you watch? Ooh. Out of all eight episodes. Out of all eight episodes, I can only mm -hmm. watch one? If you only had time for one, if you can only watch one which one would you recommend? The first one. The first one? Yeah. Lot 36? Lot 36, yeah. 
I like Lock 36. I actually li- like Autopsy a lot. Mm-hmm. Autopsy is uh, one of my favorites. Autopsy has its has its um has its badassism. Badassism. Yeah. But the first one, I just like it because I like it. The douche got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I really like the memory and I think it's good. But I think, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I think if, if I'm going to recommend one, it's going to be the autopsy. The autopsy? Yeah, because it's not as creepy as the other ones and not as, as scary. It's, mm-hmm. and, and there's a flip there. The real, the, the hero is not the protagonist. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the villain is, you know. But anyway, so um, I think we got to cap this off. Yep. I think we did a good what hour 30 hour 30 maybe an hour 40 yeah so Mm -hmm. uh thanks so much for coming on man nah Uh, bro this is Ego Traves and Cousin Primo we will catch you next time later guys the music you're listening to is titled Wild Ride by Umi and you can find that over at Epidemic Sound Now, for those of you who do not know, Epidemic Sound provides royalty-free music for a low monthly cost. And if you're a content creator like myself, it's what you're looking for to punch up your content. So make sure you head on over to Epidemic Sound and use my referral link in the description so that you'll know that I sent you. We also have other sponsors like Titan Fitness. Titan Fitness is probably one of the best options for your home gym. I personally own the T2 71 inch rack it's amazing and it fits in my basement so i highly recommend titan fitness probably one of the better brands at a really good price so check it out titan fitness i have my referral link in the description so make sure you click on that man i i'm gonna tell you right now that episode eight the murmuring had me in tears dude it was so sad and probably my favorite of the bunch. If you like what you heard, make sure you check out our website, theflowworldpodcast.com and make sure you follow us on Instagram. You can find me, Edgar Otraves, on Instagram under the name Edgar Otraves and you can also follow the show on Instagram under the name The Flow Roll. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast at and press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Edgar Otraves. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters.